Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello and welcome to episode 58. This is one of my favorite episodes because I get to talk about something that is very relevant to psychology. It's called Seven Life Lessons We Must Learn and Teach. Now, many people might listen to this and think, one second, why are you talking about values and purpose and life? What does that have to do with psychology? Psychology is about depression, anxiety, and coping skills. But I think that you couldn't be further from the truth. Psychology is about helping people reach happiness and fulfillment in their life. And I believe that without living with moral values and living um, in congruence with that which you believe, then you're not going to feel that satisfaction and happiness. Now, what those values are is up to you to decide. I'm going to share with you seven basic ideas. Now, when I say the words learn and teach, so I know there's a lot of pushback that might uh, result. What does that word learn mean? Does that mean that I don't know them already? Well, I'm just going to talk for myself. And when I say the word learn, I mean that every day is a learning opportunity to learn how to do these things better and to learn about the importance of these things because that helps keep me motivated. And what about the word teach? So teaching has a lot of different connotations. Um, teaching could be to your children, which I think these are definitely values that we need to teach. But teaching could also be part of a learning process of yourself, teaching it to yourself and ensuring that you keep to these things. For example, my last uh, episode, we talked about dieting. So intellectually, we all might know about weight loss and health and healthy choices and healthy living, but that doesn't mean that we actually do it. And so there's a big disconnect between the learning process and the teaching ourselves that process and actually doing it. And so it's the same thing with these seven things I'm going to talk about. Um, and teaching doesn't mean preaching to other people and, and putting demands on other people and, 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 and demanding that they do what we want them to do. Um, it doesn't mean that at all. It means inspiring others. And so I, that's what I'm going to share with you, seven life lessons that we have to learn for ourselves, in my opinion, and we need to inspire others with. Number one, respect. Society is filled with disrespect. The world around us is putting people down because of their religion, because of their skin color, because of their political or other associations. That's not our business. Our business in life is to learn how to be respectful people. And when we learn how to be respectful people, we're going to love ourselves more and we're going to love other people more as well. And we'll be able to put aside those differences and actually have a respectful conversation with people and bring out the best in everything that has to be said and shared. And this is one of the greatest foundations that I think all of satisfaction in life comes from. Now, I'm not saying that everyone treats us respectfully and that therefore we need to just keep being victims to that disrespect. I'm not talking about that at all. But I'm talking about a general attitude in life, learning what respect is. I think that's an important lesson that we learn ourselves, teach to ourselves, teach to our children, and inspire others about. Number two, filtering the truth. One of the most important things in life is don't believe everything you hear, don't believe everything you read, don't believe everything everyone tells you. Now, when I say the word filtering the truth, there's two parts of it. There's the part of a truth that's true, <laughs> and that is very important to be able to understand ourselves and to teach our children and those around us how to take the parts that are true. And there's parts that are not true or just are not uh, uh, being applied properly or just are not fully accurate or being twisted a little bit. And there's everything in between. <laughs> so we need to teach ourselves and our children 
how to filter what is true and how to take that in a way that we could rely on it and use it for our lives and how to push out the things that aren't true. But even though you read it, even though you saw it, it might not be true. And this is just a really important lesson in life in filtering because so many clients come in my office and they have heard things that they believe as truths and they believe are getting in their way of happiness and success. And really it's wrong. Look at the whole world of advertising that teaches us that if you don't look a certain way, dress a certain way, buy a certain thing, drive a certain thing, you're not happy. We need to be able to filter that. Number three is a very general one, and that is our values and purpose. And this differs with a lot of people, but what are your values in life? Because those are things that your integrity will be questioned and you will have challenges. And the more you're clear on what your values are, which I believe these seven things are values, but this one's very general because I'm trying to encourage you to get clear what your values are and what your purpose is. And I'm not talking about uh, some religious purpose or where uh, people like to preach that everyone has a purpose. I'm not talking about that. If you believe that, great, then even more so, there's reason to come up with a purpose. But I'm talking about just you're alive and there are things that you believe in and there are causes that you believe in and just pursue those things and see what where you would like to make your difference. Everyone knows that they're gonna die and everyone knows that you know we wanna perpetuate our memory. Uh, it's, a, it's a natural, perhaps evolutionary, perhaps psychological, perhaps spiritual, whatever it is. Um, but think about the value that your life will leave. And I think all of us could say with honesty, I hope and integrity, that we would like to leave this world a better place than how we found it. Um, and so think about the values and purpose in your life and learn those things and teach those things to your children and to your loved ones around you. Number four is learning and teaching desire and moderation. There's a very strong desire that we have for food, sexuality, and pursuit of many, many things in life. And without a proper understanding of what desire is, how it works, how to deal with it, and without a proper understanding of what moderation is and how to exercise it, how to learn it, um, I think that we are jipping ourselves and our children. And so learning how to understand desire, how to be aware of it, how to talk about it, and how to embrace it and respect it as well, and respect the humanist part of it as well. Um, and the moderation part about how to control it and regulate it. Because let's face it, you know, we want our children to be happy. We want ourselves to be happy. And we know that buying them 10 ice cream cones is not going to make them happy. In fact, it's going to give them a stomachache and horrible diarrhea and terrible pain. So that moderation piece in life is just so important. And, I, and, and you know and I know that there's so many other things in life that there's desires for them. But yet the moderation piece is just so important, whether it's pursuit of money or other things. Number five is we need to learn and teach conflict resolution. This comes back to the first aspect of respect, but it, it's a specific art as well. How not to step on people's feet, how not to be nasty, how not to push others off. And every day I learn from the people that I interact how to be gentle, soft, how to lean in to another human being. I was standing at a um, in line at Staples picking up a something that we had printed out for the office, and a woman came in. She was very frantic, and her... Um, and I saw that she kind of cut ahead of the line in front of me, even though I was I was waiting in line. And sometimes, if you've ever been to Staples, you you know that you know the, the print and copy center could be a pretty intense place. I say you have to have ADHD to work behind the counter there with all the jumping around. And and somehow she ended up kind of cutting into my spot, even though I was designing my item and trying to finalize my order. And I realized that she was very frantic, so I took a step back. And I realized she was frantic because she was making a birthday party and the banner that she had printed didn't come out. And I realized that she needed it. And I started, I was listening to the conversation and I realized that even though I was on a time, time crunch and I also had important things to do, but that it would be okay for me to be respectful towards this woman. 
And so I let her go ahead of me. And not only that, but there was a major issue with the item that she had printed. And she told me that it was her mother's 100th birthday, which is an amazing thing. And that they, the family had printed this banner, but there was a speck that came out of it. And I showed the person behind the desk who was saying they couldn't help her that they actually had um, Adobe or Print Shop Deluxe. And we were able to edit it out and reprint it and everything was good. And she asked me, what's your name? I want your card. And I said, I'm a mental health therapist. I like, I like people to be happy in life. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And I didn't give her any of my information because what do I want? Do I, I want to promote something? I, was, I wasn't trying to sell anything. I was just trying to be another humane, helpful person. And so I used the skills that I have to be respectful. And I used my conflict resolution skills of this is not a fight that's worth engaging. I'd rather lean in and just see how I could help. And in fact, she was so grateful for the help that I gave. Now, in other scenarios, she might not have been grateful. And, I'm, and I might have just taken a backseat and waited my turn. The extra 10 minutes that it took, I'm happy that I was able to help her. And it didn't impact my life as far as where I had to get to next. And I was able to get what I needed as well. But I think that as a, as a um, person who's trying to help others and make the world a better place, I think that I'm, I'm very satisfied with how I reacted. Now, there's many other times that we have a conflict with someone and we disagree with them and they're not going to be as amicable and respectful and, and grateful. I understand that. Trust me. That's what I mean. That's where the real conflict resolution skills kick in. But my attitude in life is I'm not here to fight. I'm not interested in fighting. If you want to get along, we can try to get along. If you want to be amicable, we can try to be amicable. If you want to fight, count me out. And so just teaching our kids and teaching ourselves conflict resolution is really, really important. Number six and seven are related, and I believe that they're the foundations of all healthy relationships with yourself, with others, with everybody in between. And number six and number seven, I'm going to put them together because I think they're so vital. And that is we need to teach love and we need to teach a healthy apology. Let me explain. I believe that every relationship has two parts that are really four. It's the ability for me to say to you, I love you or I like you if it's a friendship, perhaps love, perhaps like. But it's the ability to reach out and let, me, let you know how I'm feeling. I love you. And it's the ability for you to receive that and to accept that because if we can't receive that and accept it then it feels really hurtful for me to be giving it and you're not receiving it. And it's the ability, the second part, which is part of the first part, is your ability to say I love you or I like you and my ability to receive that. So those are the one that are two. But part of a relationship is inevitably the more we interact with each other, the more I might accidentally step on your feet and I might make a mistake or I might do something foolish and stupid and make a, something purposely that I, that I later think about and have remorse about and I hurt you. And it's my ability to say, I'm sorry, and your ability to receive that and to accept my apology and to, move, and to reaffirm that love and friendship or like and friendship or, or relationship, etc. And your ability to take a step back and say, I hurt you, I'm sorry, and my ability to receive that. And so number six and seven are to teach what love is, to teach how to give love, how to receive love, such an important foundation in life for ourselves and for our children as well. And to teach, number seven is how to give an apology because inevitably I'm going to hurt you by accident and you're going to hurt me by accident or sometimes even worse, I might purposely hurt you or you might purposely hurt me. That's okay too. As long as there's an apology and a recognition of the feelings that were hurt and the repair. I believe that with these seven life lessons, we can live much more fulfilling lives, much more healthy lives. And I would love to hear from you what you're thinking. If you're going through life and trying to make it better, I think that using these seven things, sit down, write something on it, think about it, contemplate it, I think it'll make your life a lot better as well. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts as to how that works for you. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.